Hello, everyone. My name is Jen Fry, and I'm a Visioning Council member for the Organization of Nature Evolutionaries. I'd like to welcome you today to our Nature Evolutionary webinar series, where we delve deeply into what it means to be in co-creative partnership with nature through dynamic explorations into consciousness raising that is at the core of one's vision of a thriving world where people are co-creative partners with all life, honoring our sacred connection as part of nature. Today is a big day for us here at One as we launch our course, Kinship with Nature, Sacred Earth, Sacred Self with the incredible Sharifa Oppenheimer. If you haven't signed up for it yet, we invite you to join us tonight for the first class. Though if you can't make it tonight, don't worry. All classes are being recorded and will be available for you. You can sign up for this and find out more information on the class on our website, natureevolutionaries.com. And now I want to thank our members and donors for making possible today's webinar, Connecting to the Elements and the Rhythms Within and Without, a celebration of the spring equinox with Nancy Phillips. Nancy Phillips is an herbalist, holistic health coach, yoga and Ayurveda instructor, and a small scale farmer. She delights in supporting people on their path to finding more peace, joy and vitality. Her heart's desire is to support people in connecting more deeply to the divine within and without. She and her late husband, Michael, have lovingly tended Heart Song Farm and Wellness Center, an herb farm, organic apple orchard, and educational center for over 30 years. They also co-authored The Herbalist Way, which is just an incredible book on the art and practice of healing with plant medicines. I think The Herbalist Way was one of my first herbal books, actually, Nancy, so <laughs> highly recommend it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Nancy offers consultations, workshops, growers intensives, and healing retreats at their farm in Northern New Hampshire. So you can learn more about Nancy's work at our website, heartsongfarmwellness.com. It's my great pleasure to welcome you today, Nancy. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here and just pretty special that it fell on this day, just where we just turned the to the equinox yesterday, I think at 558 or something or something like that yesterday. And so just that energy of spring and there's so many themes of spring, the rebirth beginning and just that life force of energy surging and it's great to just be in community with others to help celebrate that so i thought maybe i would like to just start with one of my uh, a favorite poem <clears throat> for spring by mary oliver <laughs> and um it's called such singing in the wild branches it was spring, and I finally heard him among the first leaves. Then I saw him clutching the limb in an island of shade with his red-brown feathers, all trim and neat for the new year. First I stood still and thought of nothing. Then I began to listen. Then I was filled with gladness, and that's when it happened. When I seemed to float, to be myself a wing or a tree, and I began to understand what the bird was saying. And the sands and the glass stopped for a pure white moment while gravity sprinkled upward, like rain rising, 
and in fact it became difficult to tell just what it was that was singing. It was the thrush for sure, but it seemed not a single thrush, but himself and all his brothers, and also the trees around them, as well as the gliding, long-tailed clouds in the perfect blue sky. All of them were singing, and of course, so it seemed, so was I. Such soft and solemn and perfect music doesn't last for more than a few moments. It's one of those magical places wise people like to talk about. One of the things they say about it that is true is that once you've been there, you're there forever. Listen, everyone has a chance. Is it spring? Is it morning? Are there trees near you? And does your own soul need comforting? Quick, then open the door and fly on your heavy feet. The song may already be drifting away. Mary Oliver. I just think that um, poem is just this idea of the oneness. I love that. Just uh, it seemed to float to be myself a wing or a tree, and and just those ideas, uh, just really being one with nature and one with uh, the universe. And I'm sure we've all had those moments and felt different times where that was true for us and of course it is <laughs> because uh, and i think the organization of of nature evolutionaries of course is that's the epitome of your teachings is that we're all one and just that idea that we are connected and and we go out to nature to find healing but we have to remember we are also nature as well but anyway i love that poem there's a lot of um a lot of themes in spring, you know, the idea of unfurling and just catching on to that life force, that energy, that energy that comes with um, the sap flowing in the trees and the rivers breaking up and shoots coming from way down below, pushing up through the heavy soil. So that energy of life force and coming forth is is great to latch on to at this time of year. <laughs> Yeah, thank you for that poem, Nancy. That was so beautiful. And I love that um, once you've been there, you're there forever. Yes. Um, I'm just holding that a little bit in my heart. <laughs> it's actually making me yeah. a little teary-eyed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's and, true. And also your description of the spring energy. It's just reminding me of... Um, well, of hope, you know, so uh, when those winter days are so long, it's that hope of spring, that new life is right around the corner, right? Yes, just the spring. Um, yeah, we were just talking a little bit before we got started. We still have about a foot of snow and uh, it's still, well, it was probably in the 40s today where I live. I'm in northern New Hampshire, so it's still pretty cold here. But there's still that energy, you know, like yesterday we went for a walk and we were looking at the uh, buds on the trees starting to swell and there were pussy willows already out. And so there's that energy. We don't really have crocuses or tulips popping up yet or nettles, but it's still there's the energy there. And my friends are tapping their maple trees and actually right on the equinox yesterday, the local river broke up. The ice, there's always kind of like a, even a contest. Sometimes people will bet on when the river's going to break up. 
and happened right on the equinox. So that was kind of cool. So now the river's rushing and blowing or flowing through. So yeah, definitely a lot of energy this time of year. So Nancy, can you share with us why the spring equinox is important for you? Well, I like that idea of each of the seasons has their own blessing, you know, but this one is definitely time of rebirth or renewal or just that idea of, oh, I'm thinking like, oh, David Winston is one of my teachers in the past and has a Cherokee background, but I loved it, what he said, even at my age, you know, it's very appropriate. The idea that we're either growing and expanding or we're really just shrinking and, and basically dying, shriveling up. So spring is definitely that time of year where we're expanding and growing and and maybe, you know, branching out in some way that we haven't, even though we're, you know, I'm 65. So <laughs> I, you might think, oh, yeah, well, she's ready to sit back in a rocker, but which I like to do. But still, there's always that, like, what do I want to move into now? Where do I, what branches do I want to unfurl? Or So I think it's a hopeful, energizing time of year. Mm -hmm. I like that you point that out, that, you know, it's, at any age, we, we, we always have that option of um, what do we want to align with most? Do we want to be growing and expanding? Um, it, doesn't, it doesn't have to match your chronological age. Right, yes. <laughs> so how do you celebrate the equinox? Well, we do different things. Sometimes we go out and um, take our seeds with us, but we've also waited till, sometimes we wait and do that on Easter when the, maybe there's a little more, less snow or, but often even as Gracie was little, we'd take our seeds out. There's like a certain boulder where we often do a little ceremony and just uh, go face us different directions, bring in the energy of all the, um, of the natural forces and give thanks for a new season and, ask for guidance and bless our seeds and and uh, we haven't done that yet <laughs> so looking forward to doing that soon yeah nice. yeah you mentioned about the snow and the the balmy 40 degrees there <laughs> so i yeah. always think about i'm a little you know i'm quite south of you um but it's still i'm in the mid-atlantic area pennsylvania area so I always think about spring equinox and my friends in New England and how it's like almost like a tease to me. It feels like, like, oh, sure, spring's coming, but you all, you might still have many feet of snow to come on you yet. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a very precious spring in, in New England or up where I am. I'm only about 40 miles from Canada, so we're pretty far north. So. Yeah, it makes you really appreciate it. And by the time that the leaves start popping out, it's it is. It's just like you've been longing for the the green. You know, I we have the evergreens, the conifers, but it's not that same brightness. You know, so you just get so you long and hunger for that green. So we're getting closer. <laughs> not there yet. <laughs> um. So. You mentioned about that you love to celebrate the four seasons and each has their own little bit. So how has, um, own little treats, I guess, how has honoring the seasons affected your life or impacted you? I feel like um, 
I grew up in a wonderful family that had very strong faith. And so I always had a connection. I think there was one week when I was in college that I decided to be an atheist and I didn't think there was a divine spirit or <laughs> anything beyond the physical. <laughs> but uh, so I've always been blessed to feel that essence of spirit. But um, surprisingly, even though I grew up in a farm community, there wasn't those old traditions of really tying in as much to the the seasons. But since I'm basically a farmer now, and they just seem to fit more to really identify with like the harvest and the planting and then the um, so that's we celebrate those the solstices and the equinox and and just the harvests and them it just seems more natural and then i have um my study with yoga and ayurveda uh, has just uh amplified the teachings of living with the circadian rhythms and the rhythms of the seasons which brings us more health and balance and helps us to understand how to shift and um maintain our balance depending on what the season is and so and it also makes things more naturally understood if we are paying attention what the seasons bring and what the patterns are we might think oh gosh i'm having some weird digestive something but if you realize oh this is connected this happens you know every year if you're a little out of line or whatever so the teachings of ayurveda have really strengthened my uh love of just living with the circadian rhythms and the seasons and also with the elements and just um, identifying and connecting with the elements as well. Mm -hmm. Great, thank you. So yeah, you mentioned about the elements in Ayurvedic. And so I'm curious what their relationship is. What's the connection between Ayurveda and, and the elements? How do they work with the elements? Yes. Well, um, in, in the teachings of Ayurveda, which is the ancient science and yoga, it's a sister science of yoga. Ayurveda basically means the science of life, but it also sometimes you might think of it's the science of me, <laughs> like how, you know, to keep ourselves in balance as well. And the idea is that we're all created from these same elements everything in nature as well as, as ourselves and the macro we have the macrocosm but it's also the microcosm in our bodies and so these elements if we understand and connect with them to me it's part of that oneness of from the poem of mary oliver you know you connect with the oneness and you realize i'm not necessarily separate from nature i am one and the same and then when we understand more one way we can just ride ourselves back more to this center and be in balance and um so yeah that's what i uh, was i thought maybe we could spend a little time just connecting with them and thinking about them today i don't know if you want me to jump into that or sure. yeah <laughs> well i'd like to just invite uh all our listeners i mean some of you might be sitting and taking notes and it may be very easy for you but there might be somebody who's listening this while they're taking a walk. So I just invite you to, if you can, take a little time, um, brainstorm um, your impressions or feelings when you think about the different uh, elements. And then after you have a little time to do that, then I'll just go through a little bit of 
some of the teachings about them. And then I would just like to invite you towards the end of our hour together. We'll just have a little bit of a ceremony where we just offer gratitude and bring in these um, concepts into a little, little blessing ceremony. So that's kind of my bigger plan here. <laughs> so I wouldn't, if you don't mind, just I'm going to quit chatting for a little bit and just let you have a few moments of quiet. And you could take a pencil or a pen. And if you don't have one available to you right now, you could just brainstorm a little bit. But just give uh, a few moments of thinking. I know not in all traditions are they always the same, but the traditions that I um, am most familiar with and we'll be talking about is the element of ether or space, air, fire, water, and earth. So kind of we're going to go through them from the more, most subtle down to the most dense and solid. So just like whatever comes to mind, you know, there isn't any, it's, it's no, no tests after you're just brainstorming and get it. Mostly I want you to kind of get out of your head a little and just into even like what these might feel like in your body or feel them a little bit. I actually just taught yoga this morning and we had an asana for each of the ele elements. And I was thinking of doing that, but I think it's a little awkward maybe on the, <laughs> the video. But um, so just, yeah, so I'll just, I think we won't go through each one with a pause. I'll just give you a few moments of quiet just to think of space, air, fire, water, earth, and then I'll share some things about each. I'd love to have all of you share all of them, but I don't think that's going to work in our hour. <laughs> so, okay, so I'll be quiet for a moment and we can think. Well, I know that wasn't very long, and then maybe you might want to do it again later on your own too, but uh, we'll go ahead and just share, and I'll just go through and share some of the qualities and characteristics. So the idea is that all of creation, is, and some people, in some ways they're physical, in some ways they're metaphorical, but they really can be practical. <laughs> So either way, you can just relate and connect with them, and it helps us to be more in tune, I feel like, with the seasons and with our, with nature and with our own bodies. So we'll start with ether, ether being the most subtle and also was considered the first. It's like vast, pure potentiality space. If you lay in 
on the ground and you looked up on a completely blue blue sky day and you just looked up at the sky it's that spaciousness or on the night if you looked up and saw space and you saw a dark starry night it's that space that is actually there's in ourselves but goes clear out into infinity in the cosmos so it also is that sense of stillness and spaciousness in our lives so it's um one of those things to have balance with it's light it's cold it's dry and when we think about our bodies like actually in reality in the physics of life if you look at a molecule it's almost all space 99 percent space so in our bodies we have a lot of space and then even if you just think of the physical uh, body more of you know put those molecules all together all the channels in the body the lungs even our bones which are really more earth they have a lot of space because they're porous so we have space in our bodies and then that idea of finding balance in our lives that maybe it even can be like moving things on that we don't need in our life giving things away making more space in our lives in our homes and maybe not booking ourselves so tight that we can hardly function you know happily because we are too too busy so just that idea of spaciousness is um ether or space and then um and i'm not going into all that like there's the ways to balance and and stay balanced with space and what happens when we're not balanced but we'll just move into air now air is sometimes it's a little confusing like space and air we might seem the same but air is motion so space allows all the elements to be there but air is motion and it's the things that move in our bodies as well as outside it's like you know fresh air it's also the belief that it carries in prana and life force if you can imagine you know when there's birth there's the first breath of life that and then when we pass on or die the breath leaves so air is very much associated with our inhaling and exhaling and life force and prana <clears throat> and movement in our body so even the circulation and moving through our body all is uh, connected with movement and air also it's our streaming thoughts and sometimes if we're out of balance with our air maybe we're anxious or restless or we can't focus so there's always like balancing and in, uh, imbalancing but when air is in balance it lifts and lightens us so that's the element of air and then there's the physical aspects in our body and of course in out in the world too when we feel the breeze or we see the effects of strong wind or in our digestion we have too much air and bloating or something so it's all like interconnected and interrelated and then the next so we're going from the subtle more down to the dense so we have ether air and then we come to fire and fire is of course we think of our gratitude for the sun for the heat and for light and it's also heat and light outside in the world that helps things to grow but it's also our our it's like that part of us that's passionate or has fire in our belly that makes us want to do things or drives us 
And so that radiant sunlight is outside promoting the new growth and life, but also it's in our bodies and it's uh, fire in our bodies is also like digestion, metabolism, and it can be metaphorically more like transformation. How do we transform, we're transformed and, and changed. And of course that really does happen in nature too. You can think of a butterfly, you know, there's transformation and meta, um, just changing. So that all is the element of fire. Then we move to water. Water's just that much more dense, even though it's fluid and cool and calming, water can flow and move around obstacles. So that's one of the things to bring into our life. Like how can we move gracefully around obstacles? Water can seem gentle and, and uh, peaceful, but it can also be strong as we know, even just a drop of rain and keep falling on like a piece of hard granite up in the mountains. When I hike, you can see over time, it starts to make a bowl in the boulders, you know, so water can be very strong. And, and of course it's life of physically, you know, our bodies are more water than not. And our brains surprisingly are a lot of, a lot of water besides our blood and our lymph and our saliva or mucus. And so water is really important to us physically as well as, just that idea of fluidity and being in harmony in life. So then we come to earth. I hope I'm hitting on some of the same things you brainstormed. I would have liked to hear them all, but earth is solid and stable and dense. It's cool. And it's uh, the building blocks, the structure of everything. So earth is in us. It's also in a boulder, a rock, but there's also, um, that idea of it being in the soil and nourishing, the earth is nourishing and um, people that have a strong earth presence actually tend to be solid, stable, they're good friends, they're nourishing. And when we have, we're connected to that earth element, we feel grounded and, and connected to the earth. So, if we have too much of our earth is out of balance, we start to feel heavy and lethargic, which can happen this time of year, but um, we can work and balance it out. So our organs, our muscles, our bones, our teeth, all have the earth element. And really we have all the elements inside us and then all the elements outside. So it's just that idea of connecting and being aware of them, I feel, just brings in more harmony and uh, balance in our lives. And then there's many teachings that can help us to bring ourselves back into balance when we sway in and out. But anyway, that's just a little um, synopsis, certainly not everything. And... Thank you, Nancy. <laughs> I've been so curious because I wasn't sure I've never thought about Ayurveda and the elements before. Um, I, when I think of Ayurveda, I think of the doshas. And so I was so uh -huh. curious um, if, if they had a different tradition, um, like, you know, kind of Chinese medicine that you use different elements, right? So- Yes, um, in Chinese medicine of wood and, and uh, iron or something, right? Yes. Metal, well, yeah. Um, metal, yes. So the- the doshas are the combination. So the doshas are 
a combination of the two the elements, usually two elements for each dosha, which is a, can be seen in ourselves, our constitution, and also in other aspects of life. Yes, so definitely a big piece of um, one of the building blocks of Ayurveda, I would say, is that the, everything is connected to the elements and built with that. And, and so, yes. So I don't know if we, I think um, we have a little time. I don't know if there's any other questions before we do a little, just a little ceremony with the elements. What, or would you rather do it and then have the questions after? Um, we can, uh, well, actually I have a question for you and then maybe we can go into the ceremony. So I'm curious about with your yoga and your Ayurvedic studies, how, how do you feel they've influenced your connection with the world? Well, they mesh perfectly in my mind, <laughs> just with my, uh, farming and my, interest in in healthy food and healthy lifestyle and connecting to the earth and then i've been an herbalist for many years and just that idea of connecting with the plants the plants all some plants might be more um fiery or airy and some might be more dense so different plants can be used to help balance us so they connect in that way just like energetically maybe if someone is more hot and dry and airy they don't want to use a plant that's hot dry and airy so we pick a plant that's more moistening and heavy more uh, water anyway so yeah they all fit together really well i like and then the practice of yoga of course is more than the asanas but the asanas are also nice because it just brings in the physical movement and then the pranayama the breath work is um it all fits well. <laughs> As you're talking about the different plants and um, corresponding them to like our own tendencies, what I'm hearing in there is like balance again. So it's like here we are yes. back to the core yes. of it is always um, is balance, right? And that's like this time, that's exact this time of year. That's right. That is exactly right. This time of year is all about balance and really learning about our health and wellness so that we don't have to even call it Ayurveda teachings it's just health and wellness and you know it's really one of the main keys is just self-awareness and then awareness and fitting into our our location where we live and the cycles and the seasons I know that uh, a while back I took a trip to New Mexico and this is like another year ago but anyway it was just so hot and dry and it really did affect me but I think because I was more tuned in to I didn't just get headaches and stuff I could have but I just kept drinking warm water warm water it just it anyway there's just so my diff the different locations and where we live on the planet if we're tuned into the our environment and then a lot of self-awareness and they're all connected but yeah, finding that balance. Today, when we I was teaching yoga and we did our classic tree pose, I always remind everybody that, you know, balance isn't a, a noun. It's not like you get there and then you stay there. It's almost always that we're moving. And even when you're in a nice, really strong tree, the asana, you know, 
you still feel a little oscillating back and forth. But when we really fall out of balance, then we want to think, well, what can we do to bring ourselves back in? And that's why some of these tools of being connected with nature and the teachings of Ayurveda and other health practices just can help bring us back into balance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that, that balance is a verb. I'm going to have to remember that. <laughs> yeah. Yes, because we can chastise ourselves for getting like, oh, no, I mean, why did I do that? And, but you just keep thinking, okay, I swung out. Now I just need to get back on, back in alignment again. And yeah, so it is yeah, and a good way to. We're talking about personal, but, you know, also planetary. It's like, or the collective, when we're looking at what's going on, it's like, oh, yeah, sometimes we can lose that hope. But if we remember that it's all about balance and things will come back again, it's not permanent. Yes. Helpful. Yes. Sometimes it can be a little overwhelming because we want to swing the whole <laughs> population with us or something. But it, it does help if we just keep working with our own you know, our own integrity, our own alignment, that's really, and then share what we can with others. So, and organization of and nature evolutionaries is working on that. So that's great. <laughs> Appreciate being involved. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wonderful. So yes, you'd like to do a ceremony for. Yes. Um, I thought it would be, I really visualized us being outside doing some movements with our body having my seeds in the directions and then it's really gray and windy and my internet's not very good outside so we're just gonna uh bring ourselves you possibly can if you have the ability to take you know an ipod out or, or you know whatever something out that you can uh listen outside but if you're just inside like me we'll just visualize that we all are, are um elements and just take time and you can have this little ceremony together and then we can also have our other ceremonies with and with our other friends and family and this is just a nice moment to connect with all of you and i want to thank you again for all of you just showing up today and bringing our collective energy i was really kind of surprised the first time i started doing group ceremony and gatherings that you really do feel that energy of people and it's amazing to be with live in-person people but it's also amazing to be connected really around the world with a lot of people uh, so I'm just honoring all of you for coming and appreciate it and um, if you have candles but I think that might be hard for you to scramble around right now I'm going to have five candles and I'll light them for all of us but this first one I'm going to take time and light it's actually a nice beeswax candle from my friend Kate and Dawn made it and sent it to me and it's um, just take a moment and come to our breath first and then we're going to do one for each of the elements and the directions uh, after that so yeah let's just take a moment come to our breath settle into the little bit of inner stillness we're just today going to connect with that the strong life force that surge of energy that's coming with the springtime and that energy that's pumping sap through the trees and 
sprouting plants underneath the ground and pushing up that's breaking up ice flows and rivers running a time of the leaves soon to be unfurling or maybe they're unfurling where you're at or just connect to that energy a time of hopefulness and rebirth and we just thank creator the source of all creator who's farther than the farthest sun yet closer than our next breath we're grateful for today for another day of life on this planet with the beauty of the earth for your presence with us always and for this time of renewal and rebirth and new energy flowing in. And we'll start with the element of ether and just give thanks for the idea of coming to the center and this idea of connecting with spaciousness and stillness in our lives. And maybe just taking a moment to contemplate how we can create space and honor space in our lives and connect with that part of us that's a place of peace and inner stillness and pure potential offer gratitude for space and ether now we're going to just take a moment and contemplate and honor that the direction east and also the element of air lighting another candle I don't know if you can see So we just give thanks for fresh air, for each breath of life, the life force, prana, energy flowing in, for the opportunity to connect with the universal life force around the world that we're all one with. We give gratitude for air, for uplifting and lightening us. Thanks. And we'll take and we'll move to the, I would be facing, you know, just light the candle for the south and for fire. We just give thanks for the radiant, warm sun bringing life and green, warmth. We give thanks for, I especially am grateful for the trees, for the wood and the fires that have kept our home warm all winter. 
all of us are burning probably some kind of fuel through the winter. Just we give thanks for that ability to stay warm. We also give thanks and, and for the passion, for drive, and for that hunger in our belly that makes us want to take care of our earth or offer our gifts to the world, take care of our family, just move ourselves out and into the world, giving our, bringing our gifts and give thanks for the element of fire. And then we have the element of water. We would light the candle for the West. Water is really life and exists without water. Our earth is mostly water. We're grateful for the oceans, the rivers, the lakes, the underground aquifers. And we're grateful for the waters in our body that flow through us, keep us alive. We're grateful for the calming and soothing effects of water and the teachings that water brings. The ability to go with the flow, the ability to move around obstacles. I'm grateful for water. Thank you. And we bring in our last candle and honor the north and the element of earth. give gratitude for the element of earth that brings stability strength a sense of safety and having our needs met a groundedness ability to feel connected may also take this time to honor and give gratitude to the earth herself, Gaia, all the, the nourishment and blessings that we receive. Just the blessing of being cared for and nourished and taken care of. We offer gratitude. With all these elements inside our bodies and connected to them in the outer world we ask that we live in balance and harmony and that we be a blessing to others as we've been blessed thank you well maybe we would just close with one of my yoga chants we can still talk after but we'll just offer Om Shanti 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 to close our practice. Just basically it's oh peace, peace, peace. 
And we'll just offer peace for all of us in this circle right now, even though we're connected through the ethers and the web. We offer peace for all of you and all of your loved ones. And offer peace for your communities and my community, the people that live there, our friends and our families. We wish them peace. We wish peace for our communities that we live with, all the animals, the squirrels, the birds, the insects, the swimmers, all the plants, the interconnected web of life in our communities. And we ask for peace for our communities and for our country and all people in our country and for all the animals and plants and elements in our country and for all countries and all continents we wish peace a freedom from suffering the ability to know joy and you could just all take a moment to visualize our beautiful earth spinning in space blue and green and what a gem that we live on may there be peace and harmony so we'll just take in a nice deep breath if invite you to offer that chant with me so nice deep inhale Om Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. Peace to everyone. I got my little buddy here. My dog is <laughs> joining us. I'm blow out all the candles. Thank you, Nancy. That was beautiful. Thank you for joining me and honoring this special time of year and this time of new birth and new new growth and balance. <laughs> Wish that all for all of you. As you were starting and you were talking about the energies of the spring with the sap through the trees and breaking up of ice flows. It just reminds me of how strong that urge towards life is and the urge for new beginnings. Like that takes a lot of power for a plant to break through the frozen ground. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yes. And that's that thing that we can kind of latch onto it and harness it in our lives. And when we are more aware and paying a little more attention, I feel it's easier to grasp onto and hang on to that energy than sometimes we get our blinders on and do our computer work and our uh, driving in our car. <laughs> and I'm guilty definitely of that too, but just natural cycles is helps bring a, that surge of life force into us too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, are you open for some questions if anybody has yes questions? yeah that'd be great so if you have questions you can type them in the chat or raise your hand um, and we'll call on you 
Well, while we're waiting to see if anybody has questions, I'm wondering, oh, this might be one, let me see. Nope. Everybody's just saying thank you for such a beautiful ceremony. Um, so I'm wondering uh, when things, when you're challenged, when things are difficult for you, where do you turn? Nancy, what nourishes you? Um, well, definitely just taking some quiet time and being with my breath and coming to that place of inner stillness. As a lot of you know, I have been through a challenging year. I was supposed to give this per, this uh, presentation last year. We kept the same title and the same name, and I kept telling uh, Pam. And I think having my strong faith and my connection and the <clears throat> daily practice of coming to inner stillness has helped give me a core, an anchor, connecting with the earth and and spirit. Um, even at the worst of times, I knew that deep inside all would be well and that I did have that place of inner peace. And it doesn't mean that everything was all okay because lots of times it wasn't, but I knew that all was well and I had that sense of peace. So it's almost like we have those multi-levels. It could be being a bit just totally dysfunctional in some ways, like what the heck the insurance is due? Who knew that I was supposed to pay the insurance? You know? <laughs> anyway, so things like that could be chaotic and dysfunctional on some levels, but <clears throat> because of my practice and my faith, I've had that deep sense of all will be well and, and uh, not completely fearful and freaked out. So. And then, of course, I have a lot of loved ones and friends that have been very supportive and so that helped during this past year and always, and that's been invaluable. Yeah, and just sharing, you know, you never know. I just, so many people have been so kind to me over the past year. Some are very close friends and family, and then some that I don't even know that well, but I'm not that great to always write a card or something, but I'll have to just say it sure is meaningful. So just put that out there into the world. You know, you never know how much it does mean to somebody just to get a, a nice note of encouragement and to know that people are praying for you or keeping you in their thoughts and hearts. So anyway, I'm going off on a tangent. <laughs> no, Nancy, I just want to apologize because your internet cut out a bit. So I'm not sure everybody heard about your last year. And so I don't want to ask you to repeat it again. So, um, oh, I you didn't hear any of that. Well, we heard, we heard good portions, but they did not hear. So the, um, a year ago, Nancy was planning on teaching this class and we're so grateful that you're doing it again, but, um, her husband, Michael suddenly, suddenly died. And it was quite the shock for all of us. And um, I think the fact that you're back here a year later teaching it is just, again, a testament to that drive of life and new beginnings. And, um, and if you didn't know Michael, I think many of you on this call do, he was quite the force of life himself. <laughs> and um, I'm getting teary-eyed myself on this, but um, Michael's well loved and known for particularly for his, um, impact in apple orcharding and organic orcharding, um, among many other interests, but that's what um, a big passion of his. So, uh, so it was a big community shock as well. Yeah, I'm 65 and I was with Michael for probably 40 years. So it is a new thing to kind of all the sadness, but 
also just kind of re-envisioning different aspects of our lives. But anyway, I am grateful for spring and it's all a part of the seasons, right? And the cycles of life. And we don't know how long we have on this beautiful planet. So we have just to live in the presence and connect with the earth and spirit and live our lives with as much joy and beauty and yes, as, we, as we can. So. Yes, and I think you and Michael have been um, absolute testaments to that. So I appreciate um, you for being those beacons of hope and guidance for us for just really living lives with hearts open and a huge dedication to the earth. Thank you. Yes, well, we do have some uh, fun and exciting. Last year, I pretty much took a sabbatical. I just barely was keeping up with Michael's work, let alone doing mine. But this year, I'm very excited to start our programs and retreats and workshops again. So I want to send an invitation out to all of you. And um, a few of the things are online, and some of them are in-person events. And uh, one of them that I'm really excited about that kind of ties into what we were doing today was my Ancient Wisdom for Modern Women course. Uh, modern times it used to be for women but we gracie says why are we keeping it gender specific anybody who wants to come can come so this year's ancient wisdom for modern times and we weave some yoga some um, ayurveda teachings and the teachings of herbal medicine and connecting with the healing properties of plants and so it's a a great program because it's a lot of the things that i love and I, as i mentioned they all weave together and it is a in-person course people come to the farm and uh, it starts in April April 29th and so I'm looking forward to that because we had a whole year off where we didn't have anybody coming for that last year so and Gracie's going to teach with me and I have some great guest teachers uh, Rosemary's going to come teach with us for a day and my uh, yoga teacher trainer and Andrea Thibodeau and then um, a friend of mine Lisa Plurdy is going to teach about uh, our sense of place and connected especially to the Abenaki people, which would be the first peoples in my area for about 13,000 years or more. <laughs> so she's gonna help connect us with that tradition. And then my friend, Amy Goodman is uh, weaving some plant spirit and communication. And so that's coming up. And then I have a lot of guest teachers coming, Kate Gilday and uh, Karis Lindroot and Rocio Alarcon. And we're doing an apple intensive for people that want to learn more about apples with Todd Parlow. So anyway, just encourage you to check it out and uh, love to see some of you cross paths with us here. <laughs> Fabulous, Nancy. Thank you. Um, do you have any final words you'd like to say to close out? Oh, I do have one more thing and then I'll do a little closing. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm going to do a cooking class with Rosemary, which is online, and that's coming up in April, April 18th. So that is going to be fun. But yes, and just to close, I'm just so grateful to see all your faces and have you take time out of your busy days and just wish you well and hope that you can always all latch on to that energy of spring and decide what part of you wants to unfurl in the world. And, and uh, finding that balance, you know, we all want to go out and help our needy earth but also just finding that balance of spaciousness and time inner stillness and um thanks for inviting me it's been a great pleasure thank you nancy and thank you Jen. yeah my pleasure
thank you everyone for joining us. And, um, and again, thank you to Nancy. And you can go to her website, heartsongwellness.com to learn more about her work, including that upcoming um, Ancient Wisdom for Modern Times program she mentioned. And I want to invite you to join us for our next teleseminar on April 11th, Building Disability, Community and Justice in the Outdoors with Siren Naga Nagakiri. So Siren's been doing incredible work trying to make our um, wild places more accessible to everyone. And I'm so excited to uh, talk with them. And again, you are invited to join us tonight, tonight for our first class in our new Kinship and Nature course with Sharifa Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer sorry. Tonight we'll be exploring the earth element. So it's more, this course we dive into more of the elements. So there's an elemental theme apparently. So tonight, as I said, is the earth element and the mineral realm and all classes are being recorded. So if you're unable to join us for the live programs, the recordings will be waiting for you. You can find more information on this course on our website, natureevolutionaries.com. And there you can also find all the recordings from our uh, this series, our webinar series, as well as on Spotify and Apple iTunes. And of course, while visiting our website, I always ask that you please press that donate button. Your donations help us to continue to do our work of creating educational opportunities and listening to and building relationships with the living earth. And We've just returned from an incredible Visioning Council retreat, and we are just absolutely bursting with upcoming opportunities and um, plans. And so all of it, of course, geared towards helping you deepen your connection with nature. So we'll be sharing these in our newsletter. So if you're not on it, please sign up. Though the best way to keep in touch is to become a member because our members receive early announcements and enrollment for our classes and events. And some of these are gonna fill up quickly and you are gonna wanna know about it and join us. So thank you everyone. And until next time, may we remember this moment of balance and carry in our heart the hope for our future. Thank you, have a great day.